0: Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We have, at this time, thousands of ministers that are coming on board. Uh, They're under Sealing God's People, and we're very excited about that and give God, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, praise, honor, and glory uh, for the kingdom of God being preached. As we grow up into him in all things, it requires us to walk in the light as he's in the light. There are some basics, fundamentals, that we need to make sure that we adhere to and obey. In Timothy, uh, the first epistle, Timothy, uh, a son of Paul, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, so you have many teachers and you have many instructors, yet you have not many fathers, he said, because I've begotten you in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, according to my gospel, which is the gospel of grace, Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, but it was expounded on, Paul said, uh, by this permission given to me, not speaking of commandment, as in 1 Corinthians 7, but by permission. Why is that? Because of grace. And uh, that is simply how you judge another man is how you will be judged. Take heed how you hear, the same measure you meet with all be measured to you again. To him that has shall be given, he'll have the more. He that hath not should be taken away, even that which he has. So that lets us know cause in Romans 1 that those that did not like to retain God in their knowledge, that knowledge is an epignosis. It, epignosis is a higher level uh, of uh, knowledge. It is in the knowledge of the Son of God. It's an epignosis. Uh, it is a higher level of glory than just knowing Jesus after the Spirit. And those that did not like to retain God in their knowledge, the Lord there, as Paul speaking to the church at Rome in that first chapter, said because of that, not growing up, it's exact knowledge. It is fullness of knowledge. It's a progressive knowledge growing up into him in all things, the things of faith. So it's not just, well, I don't want to know the Lord. It is a practical growth going from glory to glory, from faith to faith, in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ in a daily walk, a daily bread. And those that do not carry on and follow on to know the Lord, he said those are the ones that did not like to retain God in their knowledge or progressive growth daily in the Lord Jesus Christ. And for that cause, God shall turn them over to a reprobate man. That reprobate mind is not just a first trial. It's a second trial. It is the Lord showing mercy and grace to the individual there and not listening and not heeding to the leading of the Holy Ghost. He says shall will be cut off and that without remedy after he's being reproved many times, not just once, but many times stiffens his neck, hardens his heart, shall be cut off and that without remedy. So it is the forbearance of God that he in his extended mercy that endureth forever will show that mercy to us until we totally reject God for those that are ministers of the Lord. And uh, we want to address those and what it means to be a good minister of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those that strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things. And all things is just not uh, some kind of doctrinal standard at a church, or this is our uh, manual that we go by, a statement of faith. It is this uh, standard there in the word of God, the more sure word of prophecy, is temperate in all things, self-control in all things of faith, because faith is the substance of things, so far the evidence of things not seen and temperate in all things is all truth. It's not just one verse that this is salvation and you don't have to think about anything else or growing up in Am, And that is one of the biggest problems we face in the church. Therefore, as we speaking to the ministers and many are licensed now with the Jesus Christ international church all over India and Africa, uh, there are some in the United States, but primarily over a thousand in Africa alone and it's growing uh, extremely, uh, really uh, blowing up in numbers in in uh, India. So we thank God for you, but we want to hit some important points. You'll find that most will come against the ministry, the true ministry of God, simply because they believe that one verse is salvation, that that's all there is to it. <clears throat> but they don't realize that it is a growth process until we grow up into him in all things. That's an epigenosis. It's a higher level of revelation coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto perfection. So the basics for a minister, take heed to yourselves and over all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. We're talking about ministry, shepherds, Pastors, elders, uh, any of the fivefold, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, that it says there take heed to yourself, and over all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which He hath purchased with His own blood, not just shearing the sheep as our harlings, but feeding the sheep. That growing up into Jesus in all things. So, those that strive for the mastery must be temperate or self controlled in not some things, but in all things, all things of faith and present truth. So, it is imperative, essential, that we're pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus and setting in remembrance to the body of Christ the things which you as ministers have experienced, having your senses exercise exercise thereby, that you can discern both good from evil. Those are the ones that swing from the milk in a full age, as we see what Paul charges Timothy with in the first book of Timothy, the second chapter, and we see some basic criteria. That is, uh, that we go for a guideline on those who are called for the ministry. And he talks about a bishop, which is a pastor. We have uh, said over the top office being that of a bishop, which is not. In the church, they set in the church first, apostles. Secondarily, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. There, a bishop is not over an apostle. The first office in that order is apostles. Which is a servant of all, not to rule over God's heritage, but to be an example. There too, the body of Christ, and apostles and prophets, and it is now revealed unto His holy apostles and prophets the doctrine of Christ, the present truth. There is the penetrating spearhead offices of apostles and prophets that lead the body of Christ in refresh true revelation not something of sens- sensuality, but a progressing, progression in the truth, in the light of the gospel. We are to grow up into him in all things, but we walk in the light as he is in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, blood flow through the body of Christ, and there we the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. It's progressive for that blood flow to be there requires, especially the ministers, to be first partaker of the fruits, to walk in the light as he's in the light as an example to the body of Christ. So we're speaking to ministers as well as the body of Christ, but especially to ministers in the 5 fold office and those that are elders or bishops of the church. And we're going to see that an elder is a bishop, not above an apostle, not above a prophet, but these are appointed in the local churches and no central office or denominational headquarters rules in the body of Christ. That is a misnomer because the local church body, the local church assembly sits in that and appoints these bishops or elders in the church that rule over that local body, and not one, not just one pastor or one bishop, but you ordain elders in each of these churches, which are more than one. So it puts a check, a safety in there, a balance, that it's not upon just one man's shoulder. Many times a pastor will get burnt out because it's all on him and he's carrying the load by himself. It was never meant to be. And that is that you have in the churches elders, ordained elders in each church, Paul said. And he says it's a Timothy as well as Titus. And those have to have qualifications. But it's never only on one pastor or one leader. It's ordained elders in the churches. And by that, they can carry the load Everything is established in the matter of two or three witnesses leading the body of Christ. There's checks and balances there. And we see there in 1 Timothy, the third chapter, we see that he gives the qualifications there of a bishop or an elder, which is one of the same. We'll see that in Titus. Ordained elders in every church, and he says... For a bishop, a bishop is the same as an elder. It's not a higher office than an apostle. It's simply an elder. And he says, this is a true saying. This is 1 Timothy 3, verse 1. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless. Now, we're not talking about called of apostles prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That's the fivefold call of the Lord God himself. And no man takes that honor to himself, but the he that is called of God. But the ones that have a good report and that has these qualifications can be elders or bishops or leaders in governing the local church body. And they are appointed. And these are the qualifications By which, Paul is stating, that must be met for these offices to be carried out of a bishop or a deacon in the local church body. A bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, and that's not one wife at a time. Vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Being able to teach the word of God, hospitality. Uh there being careful to entertain strangers because some of you have entertained angels unaware, always uh, uh, there with an open door policy, there to minister to anyone that desires uh, things of God, not given to wine, no striker, no fighter, a striker there that's always have to have their way. Not greedy of filthy lucre. Not for money. They're not doing it for money. But patient. Not a brawler. Not always wanting to be contentious. Not covetous. Now, the sin of idolatry. I had not known idolatry. Except the law said, thou shalt not covet. Covetousness is desiring that which is another. And it's unlawful. One that ruleth well his own house. That means that, that the children are in subjection with all gravity. That doesn't mean that he beats them in wrath, but they are brought up in fear and admonition of God. There as trained up in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they're older, they will not return uh, from it. They will walk in that light that they're trained up to be in. Uh, using a chastening rod, uh, not in anger, not provoking your children to wrath, but in training in sober, vigilant, vigilant teaching of the children to walk in the ways of God and that with all gravity, and they know they're grounded in the truth and the love is manifest. He that loveth his child beateth him beat times. Now that doesn't mean beat. Uh, where you just beat them down to the ground, but it means using a chastening rod or a staff to train the child up. And that shows love. And the love is a predominant thing because if you don't love the children, you just let them go. So you have your children in subjection with all gravity for if a man knows not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice. Now that's someone that just come into the truth, uh, a new believer, a newborn babe in Christ, has to grow up and have experience in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're having their senses exercised thereby, and have gone through tribulation worketh patience, patience that worketh experience, and that experience that worketh hope. All there that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And these that have been through. The fire, there—that glory is then manifest. The glory of God is rested upon their heads, and it's very important that they have this uh, uh, this place in God. They have experience in God, not a novice. Why, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, not only within, but without as well. In other words. No, not uh, someone that deals uh, uh, dishonestly in business or takes advantage of other people. That not only just doing good to the household of faith, but to those uh, that are outside, without then the household of faith, that are in the world. They're giving a living testimony of Jesus, a light in this. This time of darkness, a city set upon a hill, you're the salt of the earth. So not only to them that's within the church and the body of Christ, but those that are without also, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. It's another trick that the devil uses. Likewise, must the deacons be grave, sober, not double, double double-tongued. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. In other words, uh, you say what you mean and mean what you say. Let your yea be yea and your nay nay. Whatsoever cometh more than this is said. So they'll know that you are a man of your word. And that's what it's saying here. And you're going to have people to lie on you, uh, bear false witness against you, that you will suffer persecution at their hands. Then that's so... For every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't let that affect you. You are and stand pure before the Lord, your God, Jesus Christ, and not given to much wine, not greedy, a filthy lucre, or, here again, the love of money. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. A conscience is in the spirit of man. In a pure conscience, as your conscience is perched from dead, works to serve the living God not only in church on Sunday or Wednesday night prayer meeting or whatever the case is, but daily, a daily living sacrifice and epistle that the world can see Christ in you. And let those also first be proved, not just thrown into an office, not only a bishop or a deacon as well, let them be proved first, then let them use the office of a deacon, being found blameless. In other words, make sure these qualifications are there and literally as a qualification for that bishop, for that deacon, so that they will be founded and not let the devil have an occasion. Even so must the wise be grave also, sober-minded, not slanderous. Sober, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children if their own houses well. For they that have used the office of a deacon, appointed of the apostles, prophets, uh, uh, there in the church, appointed of the pastors. These are the ones that, Purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith, which is in Jesus Christ. We see also the same that he says there. We go to the fourth chapter, and he's telling young Timothy. He's uh, uh, there in uh, the things that he should give himself to the word of God continually. And he says, until, Paul said, until I come, give attendance to reading, reading the Word of God daily, uh, your daily bread, to exhortation, exhorting the brethren in the way and truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, to doctrine, that doctrine of Christ that must be taught and established the body of Christ in. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Now the words stay stirred up. Don't be at ease in Zion, always pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, meditate upon these things, these things of faith, present truth. Give yourself wholly to them that they thy profiting. You're growing up before God and man may appear to all. They see the growth in the Lord Jesus Christ in you. And, And then he says, Rebuke not an elder. That's 1 Timothy 5, verse 1. But entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren. There, as a father in the Lord Jesus Christ, you consider yourself also and you first go to him alone if you have aught against your brother. If you, if they hear you, you've left your gift at the altar, and you go to your brother if he has aught against that brother. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. If not, don't stop there because nothing's established yet. Then bring one or two more that at the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is to be established. Then if he hears you, you gain your brother. If not, then bring him before the church. And if they will not hear the church, notice the mercy there. Notice the attempt to, for the brethren to dwell in harmony, in peace, in one mind and one accord. But if he still will not hear even the church, then let him be unto you as profane let him be into you as a heretic now maybe god uh, he's he will answer to god but for you that you have done these things uh, to walk in peace to live peaceably with all men and they will not hear you but then let him be into you as a heretic there we see the same in uh, uh first timothy 5 and he says uh, that the man or woman that believes and have widows in the church, that is over the age of sixty, let them rel- let them relieve them, and let not the church be charged that it may relieve them that are widows indeed. A widow sixty years or above is to be taken care of the church by the church. Less than that, Paul said, you need to bury and let it not fall upon the church. Then in verse 17, he says, Let the elders that rule well. Now, that's not just an elder, an elder that rules well in the fear and admonition of the Lord God Almighty, in exhortation of the word, exhorting it, uh, in doctrine, in the doctrine of Christ as an example. Those that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. That honor there literally means. Uh, the money paid the livelihood given to him, especially those that labor in the word and doctrine. Notice it says for the scripture says, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. Verse 19 is very important against an elder receive, not an accusation. If somebody brings uh, an accusation against an elder, Don't receive it, but before and only at the mouth of two or three witnesses. Don't even give it a thought until there's at least two or three witnesses. And he goes on and he charges the ministers before God that you observe those things in exhortation, walking in charity, reprove, rebuke, and. uh, and exhort in doctrine of Christ. These things he said. All, all things will be diligent to do these things. And uh, he says, if you, if you keep the commandments of God, that is walking in the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, not the law of Moses, because by the works of the law, that is our own righteousness, that no man will be saved by the works of the law, but but the righteousness of God by faith, and faith worketh by love. If you love God, you'll keep his commandments, and you will do these things. That doesn't mean that we'll fail every once in a while, but that's the reason why we have the brethren, and there's twofold cord, a threefold is It's not easily broken. Safe in a multitude of counselors, That's the reason we forsake not to settle yourselves together as a matter of some is and so much the more as we see the day approaching. He tells Timothy that you keep these commandments without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see the same that he gives to Titus in uh, uh, Titus, the first chapter. We're going to point out here that a bishop is nothing but an elder, it's not a highest uh, office in the church, Bishop so and so. That's something that has been uh, promulgated and uh, published out to be a uh, truth, but it's simply not so. The highest office in the church is that of an apostle, and he is a servant of all. And he that's greatest among you, let him be the servant of all. So the higher you go in the offices of God, above first, Firstly, apostles, secondarily prophets. Then you become a servant. The greater the servant you are to the body of Christ, not the other way around. Uh, we see in Titus uh, that Paul, again, he says uh, he's an apostle of Jesus Christ, and he says that Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, and or even the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, for this cause, he said, i left you at Crete, that thou should set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders, not one, but elders in every city as I had appointed you. Here he lays out again the criteria, the guidelines. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife and not one wife at a time, Having faithful children, not accused of right or unruly. Your children should not be accused of rights and being unruly. They should be in subjection with all gravity. For a bishop, notice he said you ordain elders there in every city. Verse 5, that's Timothy, first chapter, verse 5. And he says, ordain elders in every city. Who are these elders? Verse, verse 7. The elders are a bishop. Not higher than an apostle. They're elders in the church. They are governing men that will literally lead that body of Christ in that local assembly. For a bishop must be blameless. Which is an elder? One of the same. As a steward of God, not self-will, not his own will, not self-will, not soon angry, not flying off and being a striker or or given to uh, anger at the least little thing, because there's going to be many things in the church that require the spirit to be well-ruled, rule your own house, your own spirit. And he says not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre. There's that money again, not seeking after the worldly money and the things of this world, but a lover of hospitality, love to be around the body of Christ and to help and to be hospitable to all that are in the faith, a lover of good men, Rejoicing in the truth, sober, just, holy, temperate, self-controlled in all things. Those who strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all these things. Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught the doctrine of Christ, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers, the ones that would take advantage of the body of Christ of the individual members. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, for what? For money's sake. And this is what happens in many times A young minister is called, and he has some kind of uh, a vision of what he thinks he should be. And he patterns himself after uh, some other minister that's generally uh, leading many people. And when they do that, they start mimicking or emulating this minister. Doing the same thing. They even practice in front of a mirror. uh, Things the way they look and the way they have power phrases there by in a pulpit. This ought not to be. Thing is, be yourself. Don't ever try to emulate and be a hollow voice of another. Get the voice of God on your own and minister according to the ability that God giveth. Not what you think you ought to be as an orator and lifting up yourself, because if you do that, you're automatically defeated. Any man that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But him that's, that speaketh of him that sent him, now the other words, God himself, then there's no unrighteousness in him. And the righteousness of God, which is by faith, which worketh by love, will manifest itself. Love will prevail. There are those that have... Uh, Uh, made many mistakes, thing they're called jumping to a pulpit, being a novice, copying somebody else as a shallow voice, as an imitation, which is uh, an actor. A hypocrite is an actor acting out what they think it should be in the word of God rather than being real and bringing the word that God has given them. You can't bring another man's word You must be first partaker of the fruits. You have to be sober, diligent, uh, diligently seeking the Lord your God, drawing nine to the Lord God yourself. Then you draw nine to God, he draws nine to you, proving, making full proof of your ministry in all things, not only just hospitable to uh, the body of Christ, but having a good report of them within the church and without that are in the world. They see your good works and glorify your Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. Many a time we encourage the the novice to take a pulpit and get out there and start preaching. It's the worst thing that can be done. Then being lifted up in pride, he falls into condemnation of the devil. So we submit ourselves one to another in the fear of God. And though we have many instructors, many teachers in Christ, yet we have not many fathers. The fathers there again treat those elders as fathers. And when you do that, you will be very pleasing in the Lord's sight, because you have a broken, humble, and contrite spirit, which is in the sight of God a great price, the women being subject to their own husbands, not to a pastor, but to their own husbands. And that learning sobriety at home. So these are things that we need to teach, that we need to give ourselves continually for the upbringing and the edifying of the body of Christ, not going out there to be some big preacher and emulating someone else, doing their mannerisms and then become a hollow voice, a voice that has no power. This is the sons of Siva, they went over there and they say the man possessed of the devil. And so they say, we cast you out by Jesus whom Paul preaches. We're copying what they said, but they didn't have it themselves. They weren't first protector of the fruits. They haven't grown up in the Jesus. They're novices and they're trying to emulate another man of God. Preaching Jesus. We cast you out. By Jesus whom Paul preaches. Well, of course the devil laughed. Rent them and rent them and tore them. Why? Because they were simply an echo of a voice, a shallow voice, emulating a voice that they did not have the goods. Make sure you have the goods. And what I mean by that is that you passing and praying seeking the Lord your God, ministering according to the ability that God giveth and make full proof of your ministry. Then you'll have rejoicing in God alone, not in another. For it's the Lord Jesus that works in you both and willing to do of his good pleasure. Now these are things that we, we as members in the body of Christ and especially ministers need to teach and exhort for good doctrine in the doctrine of Christ. Being established in the faith and the things uh, that we are entering into in this season, in the final perfecting of the body of Christ, and knowing that we will be uh, evil spoken against, no one likes the new thing, a new wine, new wineskins. They're going to come against it. But stand steadfast in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Lord will be your reward. He will stick closer than a brother. He is the God of your battles, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, please write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office, Box 2906, Longview, Texas, Zipco 75606. Or you can message us over our websites, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. Thank you for your prayerful supports and your generous offerings, whereby we can keep the podcast over there coming to you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, behold, the real Jesus.